You're listening to episode 294 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holly. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome to the show. How the heck are ya? My toes are cold, but my nose is warm, so I think I'm doing great. (laughs) Um, Some days with the podcast, I know exactly what I want to talk about. Like sometimes I have so many ideas, I write them out, and then I just go through my list week by week. But also sometimes I run out of ideas, or I wait for the ideas to strike me week by week. And this week I was like, I don't know what I want to talk about. If I'm being honest, you know, like, man, wasn't sure. But this week I was like, you know what? I could think up the idea or I could ask someone if they had an idea. So who did I ask? I asked my husband, Tim, (laughs) and he threw a couple ideas at me right away. It was pretty nice. And one of the ideas was talking about mindless snacking. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I talk about that a lot, but I don't know if I've dedicated an episode to that recently. So on today's episode, we're talking about mindless snacking, what to do if you find like you are someone to be, what to do if you find you are someone who snacks a lot without intention, or you feel like you're not really hungry for meals, but you are hungry for snacks throughout the day, if you find or you identify as someone who grazes, or if you find that you kind of have your meals, maybe you're not hungry when you start your days, but then you like, for the most part, definitely have dinner. And after dinner, you also continue to snack and snack, whether it's dessert or a little treat after desserts. If you fit into one or multiple of those categories that I just described, this is definitely the episode for you. I'm going to give you some very actionable ideas that you could implement even starting either today or tomorrow. No matter what foods are in your pantry, um, they should be very actionable for you. Now, the nice thing about addressing snacking is that first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with snacks. I think snacks are a great addition into your day. Some people might feel more inclined to snack between meals and other people might not. And there's neither a right way or a wrong way to be eating food. However, if you feel like you're snacking or you're grazing isn't intentional, if you feel like it's something that you have to do because you're between meals and all of a sudden you are too hungry to wait for your next meal to eat, uh, like it feels kind of dire, or if you feel like you're not even, like if I were to ask you, hey, what did you snack on yesterday? If you had a hard time recalling the snack that you ate because you weren't really paying attention to the food as you were eating it, then these are a couple scenarios where instead of taking the snacks away or only focusing on meals, we want to make sure that both your meal times and your snack times are actually addressing 
one of the primary reasons, not the only reason, but one of the primary reasons why we eat. We eat food by and large. <laughs> this is not, remember, we don't do black and white here, all or nothing here. This is not the only reason. We have cultural reasons, we have social reasons, but very much a large part of why we eat our food is so that we have enough energy. Calories are a unit, they're a measurement of energy. Therefore, the foods that we eat that contain calories are providing us energy. Of that energy, we have a basic breakdown for the most part. Again, this is not the only breakdown, but we have protein, we have carbohydrates, and we have fats. So for even balanced energy, whether you're eating in caloric maintenance whether you're eating in a caloric deficit, regardless of the total amount of energy coming in, no matter what, we do want to ensure that if you desire to feel balanced, even energy, that you are getting a balanced, even amount of the energy, the protein, carbs, and fats coming in. Now, not only does that mean that you're eating a balance, like I just said, of the protein, carbs, and fats, but also that you're eating that balance in a balanced way throughout your days and throughout your weeks. And so when someone identifies as like a mindless snacker, a grazer, and it's just not helping you feel good, right? If you feel great doing that, awesome. This is not the episode for you. But if you're not, if it's not helping you get to your goals or just feel like you can maintain what it is you want to maintain, one of the first things I like to look at is, well, what is happening before that snacking or grazing period? So if you start to feel snacky in the afternoons, what is happening around lunchtime, maybe even morning snack time, breakfast? What's going on with the energy intake earlier in the day? Not only from a total energy calorie amount, are you getting enough food earlier in the day, but also of that amount of food, are you getting in enough protein, enough carbohydrates, and enough dietary fats? What that then <laughs> shakes out to be, for most people, I would say there's kind of a, an avatar for people who start to feel snackier as the days go on. And that avatar is that, it's not everyone, but just speaking in generalizations, a lot of people, what they end up doing is that they eat a very small breakfast or they skip breakfast unintentionally. And then with lunch, they either delay their lunch past or having almost like a late lunch, right? Almost like two o'clock or something. And that lunch is often not a very balanced lunch. There might not be enough protein or there might not be enough carbohydrates. I see that very often. Either someone is eating a very carbohydrate rich lunch without enough dietary protein, or I see people who really try to eat a lot of protein and like a big veggie salad or something, but there's not enough carbohydrates that are starchy carbs in balance with those proteins and those colorful vegetables. If that's you, then the first step before we even touch the snacking or before we feel that the snacking is the problem, we actually want to make sure that we're building the foundation of the 
eating food house that is a little more structurally sound. Very often the thing that feels like a problem isn't really a problem. It's usually an outcome. And so identifying as a snacker, as a grazer, feeling confused about why you don't want to eat until these snacks and then feeling like you have to eat the snack. Usually it's because, like I was saying before, if we backtrack, there is something foundationally probably pretty boring that we need to look at first. And then the snacking will probably ease up in terms of it feeling more intensive like oh my god I have to eat a snack if I don't eat a snack I'm not going to make it to my next meal like it feels intense or it feels like the only food I want to eat are my snacks I'm not hungry it's a it's a both and so number one we have to make sure that you're getting in a balanced breakfast and a balanced lunch and maybe even a balanced snack earlier in the day depending on when you eat your breakfast if you eat breakfast quite early And then maybe you do a workout or maybe you're expending more energy in the first half of your day versus the second half of your day, you very much might be a candidate for a mid-morning snack. And I always like to tell my clients, snacks, just consider them mini meals, okay? So sometimes I feel like people, they put a lot of, who doesn't put a lot of pressure on themselves these days? But I think a lot of us put pressure on snacks to fill us up, but we never really look at what we're snacking on. We want to be just as intentional with the snacks as we might be with our meals. So with snacks, I like someone to identify, am I getting an easily identifiable source of protein? Cheese stick, edamame, yogurt, cottage cheese, deli turkey, a protein powder, like lots of options. Am I getting some sort of a protein? And then am I getting some sort of a carbohydrate, crackers, um, a whole grain of your choice, a bit of bread, some slices of fruit, some berries. Um, And then additionally with snacks, I actually think this is a great time to have a bit of a more processed food too. So whether you want something salty or something sweet, bringing that in, is that a square or two of chocolate? Is that a bit of a, you know... a a sour gummy or something? Is it a larger portion of those crackers? (laughs) Is it some popcorn? Like whatever your snack is going to be, all a snack is doing is that it's giving you a dose of protein, carbs, and fats between your bigger doses of protein, carbs, and fats, which are your main meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, if you've been a listener of this show, you might not be very surprised by this structure (laughs) because this fits into the six healthy habits. And if you haven't listened to my episodes where I really go through very point blank what those are, it'll be linked in the show notes. I just did a very recent episode where we go through each of the six healthy habits. Additionally, the kind of the seventh healthy habit if you do need to be losing body fat for medical reasons. And from that perspective, this shouldn't be all that surprising. Now remember, this is boring advice (laughs) because it has to be. (laughs) This is how we're going to structure our eating habits for the long term. And it will become individualized, but you know... One of the things that I hear from some people is that they're not hungry enough for a meal in the morning. 
And I often like to challenge that. I also, you know, I think there's a time and place for fasting. Okay, so I honor that. But this conversation isn't like if you're truly intermittent fasting, you're doing it intermittently. It's not an every single day kind of thing. It's a get in, accomplish it, and then get out kind of a thing. So this is not applying to those types of days if you like to do that. Um, But I highly, I strongly suggest that you question if you are always skipping a certain meal, what is the intention of that and how is that actually going versus truly intermittently skipping a meal. Um, But again, that's a conversation for a different episode. So if you're someone who doesn't really feel hungry in the morning, I want to challenge you to try and also to try with a balanced meal in the morning or even with a balanced snack. If you truly are feeling hesitant to consume a breakfast, I want you to consider, is it the volume of food that I'm hesitant about? Then consider really focusing in and honing in on let me have a balanced snack, making a really good effort of getting at least 15 grams of protein, at least 15 to 20 grams of carbohydrates, and maybe five to 10 grams of dietary fat in my snack. I want you to see how that feels. Because just because we're used to something doesn't actually mean it's personal to us. Right now, it's just been a habit. And again, A lot of us are coming to the question of food behaviors and dietary styles and changes in eating habits because it feels like there's something that isn't actually working right. So sometimes I'm like, y'all, we can't argue both sides. If you want things to change, you will have to make changes. But I will argue that the changes are probably less severe and dramatic than what your brain might be making them out to be. Because that's a very common brain habit, is that when we don't know what to do, our brains will go to (laughs) the most complicated, complex thing. Because our brains are very innocent. They're like little kids. Our brains, especially when we're trying to think of something new, we're going to try to think of something very vastly different than what we're already doing. Because small tweaks can, at first, seem like they're not worth the effort. And if we're asking our brains to make a change, our brains will always argue towards the things that they think are going to be worth the effort. And more times than not, that idea, that first idea, that second idea that our brain have that our brains have are like so intense <laughs> because they don't know. They're guessing. So they're going to guess something dramatic because they're not going to necessarily always want to go for the small, consistent tiny tweaks that really add up to big changes over time. Now, of course, on this episode, I also want to talk about the idea that we can be snacking for plenty of emotional reasons. Um, I know many of us use evening snacking as a coping mechanism for emotional stress. Um, It can also be kind of like, um, especially when you think of snacky food, food, the foods tend to be crunchy um, or chewy or quite sweet or quite salty, they can have this, how do I put it, like this very tactile um, sense to them, right? If you're chewing popcorn, you're crunching chips. If you're slurping down ice cream or you have a mini waffle cone or something, so that's cold and it's crunchy. Like, I do think a lot of us use food to shift our physical state. And 
there's a time and a place for that. But I also think if we, before we like feel like we have to quote unquote fix our emotions or do more self-help or, um, you know, come to this most amazing place with all of our traumas, big T's and little T's before we could possibly have a good relationship with food. I actually think with a lot of love, that is us completely overcomplicating food completely overcomplicating it from those lovely innocent brains that will say we've got to do something really intense if we want changes. I actually think if even if that feels like it applies to you to some degree with emotional overeating and like emotional um, kind of checked out eating, I would still really encourage that you do the boring stuff of making sure that your physiological, your body's needs are being met so that you are not, and this is not always the case at all, but you're not having a blood sugar crash and then feeling like food choices are really intense. You're not not eating all day and then having a dinner and then finally eating your food so that you can finally catch a break from the day. I want you to put in the work of taking care of your phys- your boring physiological needs, which means a boring not boring, like not tasteless, okay? Like not like that, but like a a routine breakfast, a routine morning snack that is intentional with protein and carbs and fats, but fats usually just kind of take care of themselves. And then a, a routine lunch, a routine afternoon snack, a routine dinner, and quite frankly, a routine dessert. If you were to practice that for more than a day or two, if you were to practice that even when life is stressful and even when life isn't stressful, I think that gets most of us way further than feeling like we have to journal, 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 figure out all of our emotions, um, have all these amazing emotional insights. Those might come with time, but sometimes I really think that that is us taking ourselves way too seriously and making innocently this process more complicated than it needs to be because we believe it to be deeply complicated. So I don't say this um, blithely, but like it's more of just like understanding that we might have insights when we approach taking care of our physiological needs first that we can't quite get to if we're believing this to be deeply and overwhelmingly emotional. Okay, so that's what I mean by having this focus on the physiological needs, allowing that to be boring. Okay, now one of the last things I want to say too is that, and this applies well, I don't know if it applies to you or not, but if you are not quite sure that you're eating, like one thing I see a lot, let me put it this way one thing I see a lot is that a lot of women think that they can't eat a lot of calories, right? Like they think because they're intentionally under eating all day and then they kind of forget that they unintentionally, mindlessly snack or overconsume at night or the weekends. I mean, a lot of women believe that they can't eat more food, but it's because they're focused on their periods of restriction and then they kind of ignore or don't quite realize the amount of food and total calories that are coming in when they're taking a break from those restrictions, I would encourage you go to my website, use a free calorie calculator to get a good idea of what your maintenance amount of calories 
could be. Now, no online calculator is going to be perfect, but it can give you a general sense of, in general, how many calories it would take day to day to maintain your current body weight. So even if you want to lose weight, it still behooves you to understand what's the basic amount of calories that would maintain where I'm at right now. I think when we can understand that middle ground, it also takes the pressure off of us to feel like we have to restrict calories so massively, okay? So if you are someone who's been seeking weight loss and you feel like you're kind of on that hamster wheel of like, well, I don't feel like I eat all day, but I keep gaining weight, I promise you it is more times than not something behavioral that we're just not aware of because we're probably intentionally putting our focus somewhere else and unintentionally not noticing what we're doing during those other times. So that's your homework for the week. If you'd like to take it, I'd like you to play with it. Write down, even before you decide to make changes, write down, give a good guess or take a couple of days and really notice, well, what are my eating habits? When do I really start to eat food? How much energy is in my intentional meal choices? A lot of people under eat breakfast, they under eat lunch, they kind of eat a poorly balanced small snack, and then it's no wonder why your appetite finally ramps up by the end of the day. Because your body is like, holy cannoli, lady, feed me. That's not the sign of a bad body. That's the sign of a very in-tune body that is trying to tell you something wonderful and lovely. And it can be straightforward. This can be common sense. But it does have to be a decision on your part to choose to be intentional. And I just want to come here and say, no matter how things feel, you can always opt into being intentional. I promise you, your body is not broken. It's, I have yet, in my almost now decade of coaching, I have yet to find a body that is broken. I have seen plenty of times people who do not want to be upfront with the behaviors that they're engaging in weekly and monthly, but that is very different. It's still not the sign of anything broken or anything that's wrong. All that is required is to choose to have a bit of a different perspective on what's going on. And I promise you, there will always be data that you can find so helpful and so useful. So thank you so, so much for being here. And I will see you on next week's episode. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know it's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me, where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com, that's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.